The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List. You're on for list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson. One of your hosts alongside me is uh, the best-looking co-host I could ever ask for. He's got some snazzy glasses. He's got this sweet sweater going on right now. Best hair in the business. My man, Dan Torres. What's going on, Dan? How are you? Oh man, how can I beat an intro like that? That's just uh you you humble me, Matt, with how you bring me into certain things. I yeah, as I was saying to you off air, I'm still getting used to the glasses. They're they're <laughs> definitely adjustment. It's the first time I've worn them in years. Uh so I'm trying not to call myself a four eyes when I'm looking at myself. <laughs> uh, but it it's you know, we're definitely in fall mode every since this is my school sweater and for work it's perfect. So uh, here we are ready to do another really fun topic today, dude. For sure. Yeah, you picked this one out. Uh, you brought it up, uh, I think, last week we were talking. We are just like, let's just compile a bunch of stuff we can do. Um, try and find guests if we can. If not, no big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And we came up, you came up with this one. It is uh, movie soundtracks, uh, which is always a fun one. We've done a lot of music this, uh, you know, uh, since returning, which I absolutely love because I don't get to talk about music enough. And, you know, it encompasses two really cool things, music and movies like what can't beat that. Uh, I really like that you wanted to go just very uh, broad with it, not just original scores. So, you know, albums that or soundtracks that pulled in songs from other people, you know, from actual established artists. I I really love that perspective of it. So. um, So, yeah, this is a great one. What uh, what made you want to choose this one? It was something something click or you just been thinking about it for a while man it was some it was really so there was a specific instance um that i'll talk about later because one of the things that made it click for me was an album that's on this list but when uh when i was driving i was i was listening to this particular thing and i was like man this is a really really good uh this is a good soundtrack. Like I feel like there are a lot of really good ones on here and being in eat sleep list mode all the time. Now mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something like the light bulb went off in my head. And all of a sudden I was like, top 10 movie soundtracks. We could do the top 10 movie soundtracks ever, because like you said, this is a nice crossover. We, we encompass two different topics within this movie and music. And we talked about how all the elements of a different uh, movie will make it really good and um, certain things like when we talked about action scenes we talked about the elements in action scenes when we did the car chases we talked about the overall theme the music like almost is the theme for the entire thing if you don't have a good score your movie can fall apart 100%. and these ones today some of them I have some of them I have for like very sentimental reasons like because they're movies I'm connected to or whatever but some of them the scores are just damn good to him like really really good 
Yeah, no, yeah. For me, you know, we I, I've said my piece about music quite often this season because it, it's it is so important. You made a great point about you know it being it, it's 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 so essential uh, to how the movies go. You know, a bad piece of music can really take you out. I mean, I played video games that were great gameplay video games, and but the music just stunk. Um, but I've also played games where the music was was spot on it was great it elevated it and maybe gave me better memories than uh you know maybe it should have but that's how i mean i i adore music i associate memories with music um feelings emotions all that stuff with music and uh, a really good overall soundtrack can immortalize a uh, a movie yeah, I agree. It, this this is going to be a really good one today, and I feel like you and I are going to have some really good stories associated um, with some of the ones that we talk about. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to get into this. Yeah, let's hop into it, my man. Our top ten favorite movie soundtracks of all time, Dan. It is you are well. You are kicking us off for this one. Your number ten when you are ready. Man, I feel like I always start off my list with a recency bias, and maybe that's just me. But um, within this list, I actually have two really recent movies uh, within it. So I had to put one of them lower, and one of them made it higher on this list for me. Um, but my number 10 is going to, I'm going to kick it off with an, uh, the soundtrack to Encanto. I don't know if you've seen this movie. Uh, I have yet. not seen Encanto um, yet, no. So working at a school, this movie took over my entire school building. Like they knew all the words to every song. Like we don't talk about Bruno was actually played at my wedding. And <laughs> my my wife went berserk when this song came out. Like she was great song. off the dance floor. Everybody was singing it. Um, but the specific thing for me. So um, I tested positive for COVID two days before Christmas last year. Sucked. My uh, w- my wife, my fiance at the time was away with her family uh, for Christmas. I was stuck in my apartment. I was living alone. So it was just me and my cat for a week straight. <laughs> so she came back. She got COVID after she got back. And so New Year's Eve, uh, we spent together and it was our first time together in a while. And we watched Encanto. And culturally, it's such a, a well represented movie for my people for puerto rican people for mexicans anybody um who has come from a latin based family can find a really really beautiful thing to relate to in this movie and it's not like it's a new thing but it captured it a lot better than anything else did it and the music is so good beginning to end it is so freaking good it's cute um it's catchy uh, by the end, when certain things happen, it's making you like get emotional too. It takes you really through the ringer of every emotion you could possibly do. Um, I really enjoy. I think Encanto is one of the best animated movies they've done in years. Um, so that's why this soundtrack landed it on there for me. But in time, I think it'll get higher on my list. Okay. No, I dig it. Yeah, I've been. I've heard about it. I was actually pretty amazed. Um, that the that Bruno song made the radio. I was listening to the, the radio in a rare occurrence. I really don't re- listen to the radio much unless it's talk radio. 
And uh, it was on there. It was on like Kiss 98.5 or 101.1 or one of these local just just current stuff radio stations. I was like, wow, this this is big. Uh, this is pretty yeah. big. It hit the mainstream. So, um, yeah, only a few only a few like big Disney songs get to do that. Right. You have yeah. that. You have when Let It Go was popular. That was a really, really big thing. Um, you know, you've got a friend in me from Toy Story. Will always oh, be yes. A classic. Um, and maybe some other Disney ones I'll get to on this list. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very rare occurrence to have that happen. And to, to see that with Encanto shows you the power that it had. For sure. For sure. That is a great choice to kick this list off, my man. Uh, eventually, I'm going to have to just 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 watch it, just get it done with and just watch it. Not like it's a chore, but um everybody's saying it i'm late i'm really late apparently yeah all right my number 10 uh it's such a i love this soundtrack and this is we're planning on doing a a a list for halloween and this is gonna this this movie is gonna pop up on there i can assure you of it it's um it's a the song is relatively the same throughout but depending on the situation the scenario um where they're at in the movie it changes pace it gets a little bit slower sometimes it gets a little bit faster um i'm talking about the soundtrack from the movie signs um which Ah. is a top 10 favorite movie of mine all time it is brilliant i'm i'm obsessed with it i really am i got the vhs tape um for easter in 2002 and i watched it over and over and over and over again and the soundtrack was a big part of it i love it i mean you can look it up on youtube i was listening to it very recently and you know it'll it'll jump up like it it, the, the music jump scares you which is the crazy thing right there's a lot of scenes in that film that um will legitimately scare you and rattle you you know you got the uh the the brazil i think it's the birthday party and the and the alien walks out from the woods and, and, or from behind the trees and and oh, crazy stuff or the crop circles but the music i could just listen to the music and just be startled by it and it's so well done um i'm trying to find the composer oh james newton howard i believe is the name yeah, he did the original score on. Oh, it's on. It's on Apple now, so that's cool. It wasn't on Ooh. there a couple months ago, but um, but yeah, the music is really, really good. Really, really powerful stuff, and I, I think it's again, it's one of those things that are just as important to um, the movie as the action, as the story is. Uh, it scares. I mean, the movie would be probably fine without any score, but you got to have something, and. Uh, yeah, the music alone in this is absolutely terrifying. So kudos to Signs. Um, again, top 10 favorite movie of mine, probably all time. And uh, the the music score is really, really good. Yeah, one of the best M. Night Shyamalan films ever, I in my opinion. It's just, it's so fantastically done. It's been a really long time since I've seen Signs, and I need to refresh and watch it. I'm pretty sure I've watched, uh, because it's October and Halloween season, I'm pretty sure I've watched a horror movie every night this month so far, <laughs> which, you know, it's every other night normally that we do that. But, like, with this month, we've just been, like, celebrating like that. So Go that'll have to be on the list. Uh, but, 
Yeah, that soundtrack in particular makes everything so messed up and so creepy throughout. It's, it's so well done. It is. I mean, the, the movies are so, again. I'll, I'll go deeper into it when when we get to our Halloween episode. But um, I like the build up throughout the entire movie. Right? It's just it's just little things. It's just little. It's the crop circles. It's the it's the noises on the on the baby monitor. It's the mm-hmm. UFO lights. It's the start seeing things. The the chase, like oh, it just builds up, and and the music does such a good job of capturing that emotion throughout. So, um, so yeah, signs is my number ten. Yeah, that's a great pick, man. Really it's not on any pick. streaming services, which bothered me. So I actually straight up rented it on YouTube and just watched it. I think I had like three days with it, just rented it. Yeah, and it, it over it, and over. It's kind of nice that you have that option with YouTube nowadays because I feel like sc- streaming services do that to you. That's why, like anybody who gets rid of DVDs sometimes it's not the best move, right? No. Because if something disappears no, no, no. from a streaming service, all of a sudden, like, what do you do after that? That's you it. Know? Right. It's gone forever. Right. And, and, and we live in an age of a lot of censorship, some, some good, some bad stuff's going to disappear. So keep those physical copies so they can never take it away from you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so my number nine is my first decade based soundtrack that i have okay but i had to include it because i feel like i personally talk about it on my podcast all the time um so i'll take you back uh to a very very good year in my life which would be um i believe 1999 um when they released pokemon the first movie Mm. right um (laughs) the movie soundtrack i had it on cassette tape and it is the most 90s lineup of people you could possibly imagine on that. But it was almost like a tribute to 90s pop in a way. Like everything on there, like I'll 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 give you some examples of some of the people that are on here. Uh you have Billy Crawford doing the Pokemon theme, uh M2M, uh Ashley Ballard, Christina Aguilera. Oh my god. Um uh, Britney Spears, In Sync, Bewitched, uh, Emma Button, 98 Degrees, Willa Ford, Vitamin C, uh, Billy Piper, Aaron Carter, Midnight Suns, and Blessed Union of Souls. That's the most 90s. If you go to any nine major 90s festival, that's the lineup. Yeah. Those are the headliners on there. It, it was um, cool how massive it was at that time that you could pull like celebrities like that right like you just but they're just groups musical acts to to do it and and they'd be like yeah i want to be a part of this you know what i mean yeah just, oh amazing and it was really good because then you uh there there was some of it that they used directly in the pokemon movie what i loved about this is you know totally diverting from the soundtrack for a second but what was so nice about pokemon the first movie is it felt more like an anime when you watch that, right? Like yes. it was, it, there was definitely when you watch the Pokemon show, there's so much, it's so many anime elements to it. But when you watched it in movie form, you felt like, I felt like I was sitting and watching like something similar to like Ghost in the Shell or like <laughs> a Digimon movie or something like that. It, like they, they did a really good job of capturing that essence, but they still kept it Americanized by keeping the pop throughout it instead of like uh, where k-pop would be you had american pop so i thought that worked so well within it 
Uh, there's one song on there that as a kid I could not listen to because it reminded me of every time Ash turned to stone and all the uh. cried. <laughs> so I would cry every time I listened to it. Yeah. Um, so like it, it had that type of power with me, but for nostalgia purposes, I had to include that on this list. Yeah. No, that's a great one. I one that I kind of escaped my mind a little bit, but Oh, those are the days. Those are the days when Pokemon movies came out to the movie theaters. And did they do the ancient Mew card for that one, or was it the second one? It was the first one they did that one for. I actually, um, I told a story on my podcast about how when the video came out, there was a special Mewtwo card that they did with the videotape. Yeah, and so uh, it was at what used to be Budways for $20 or something like that. So I wanted the VHS specifically so I could get the card, right? Yeah. I knew that the card was in it. So I asked my mom, asked my mom, she's like, no, it's expensive. You got to uh, save for it or whatever. So uh, I, she was like, if you save half, I'll give you the other half. Oh. So I worked and I did chores. I saved $5, right? Huge halfway there. feel like I'm never going to get to it. The one day I get a check in the mail from my Uncle Paul. He's like, hey, we were at a raffle somewhere. We put your name in and we won five dollars. Probably <laughs> total bullshit, right? He was just running the other five dollars for me. Um, oh, so I ended up I ended up getting the 10 and then my mom put the board of the other 10 and I got I ended up getting the Mewtwo card out of it. No kidding. I that wish is I a still great story. I'm glad you said that. I am very glad that you brought that story up. That's a yeah. cool, it's a very cool memory. He's the man. He's so, so good. He is. He certainly is. Yeah. Uh, I think I got it for like Christmas or something, mm-hmm. birthday, something like that, the VHS. I do remember they, they feel it was, it was such good stuff. And now we went to the, I want to give, I got to give a shout out to my dad and uncle for taking us. And even though they, I, my uncle was a little bit more, um he tried to like what we liked my dad he's he was very like oh fucking pokemon uh <laughs> but he would amazing. actually go he, you know he would like okay let's go he took us to the pokemon the that one and i think it was pokemon 2000 with the with the three legendary birds oh and, with lugia and yeah 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 and then they took us to the digimon movie and i was like wow Looking back i know a lot of dads who wouldn't have done that for their kids or you know I, I I do appreciate that to this day. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm grateful. Uh, Very good. That is an excellent number nine, my man. Um, my number nine. I got some tough ones here. I think my top three or four is really tight, but my uh, uh, trying to figure out. Okay, I'm going to place the. Uh, this is another great eighty. This is the film is so 1980s, and I adore the crap out of it. Um. Actually, yeah, uh, it's it's very nineteen eighties, but the uh, I think it came out uh, the soundtrack. Uh, when did this movie come out? I gotta find it. Um, oh, nineteen eighty eight. The soundtrack came out in nineteen ninety. That's what it was. All right, so I'm talking about the movie Bloodsport, uh, mm. which is a fantastic martial arts tournament style movie um, starring John Claude Van Damme, who was at the height of his popularity at that time. Uh, there's a lot of good, you know. It's just I love the, the the China culture around it, and a lot of the music that's that's made for the soundtrack is is made with that in mind. You get some of the 
I mean, just some of the, the instruments, some of the sound effects are very, um, you know, oriental in that regard. So, um, one of the best songs on there, Fight to Survive by Paul Delph. Uh, it, it's really intense, got a nice beat to it. Very, you know, just a lot of fun. I wish I could play it over the this and make it sound good. But um, look it up, Fight to Survive. That's actually on, I think, Apple Podcasts now, too. Uh, but the mm-hmm. whole soundtrack is great. They got the Kumite main title, um, and there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of great songs. It's a pretty... Yeah, it's good. It's good. Like battle music. I don't know. I grew up in wrestling and tournaments were everything. So when I see a movie that's revolved around some kind of tournament, I I just I I go to it. And there's some great martial arts scenes and like really, really top end martial arts scenes in here. So um, Bloodsport is uh, the original soundtrack. It's my number nine. That's an excellent score. Uh, I didn't even think of like really good martial arts ones for the but they're the underlining on some of those is so cool. Like I think of like enter the dragon and like certain movies yeah. like that, that just have legendary things with like that in the background. But blood sport is, it's probably my favorite Van Damme movie and it it's just fantastic all around. And yeah. that, that element is just beautiful to underscore it. It is. Yeah. Blood sports, definitely my favorite Van Damme movie. I think it's, I would follow it with uh, the first kickboxer. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, there's some, I mean, he had some good, there's some really bad ones, you know, along the line, but yeah, some about blood sport. It just, it, it stayed with me. I think it showed up on TV. Like kind of, it was like on AMC. It was on AMC, uh, like on Thanksgiving or Christmas, they were just playing it randomly. And I was like, this is great. And then I started, when I got into wrestling, it was like this big, like fad thing that everybody talked about. I bought the DVD and, you know, I'd watch it like once a week, once a month. I get to that point. It was just, it was just so cool. It was so campy. I love the eighties. Oh man. We're gonna have to do that time travel list eventually because Absolutely. I, I want to talk about the eighties so bad. I really wish I was alive and fully conscious in that decade. I, oh, one of the greatest travesties of my life is not being born to experience the eighties. So, um, but all right, my man, what do you got for your number eight? So, uh, I, man, I, I relate to you on that so hard, but that's, that's going to be something I talk about a little bit too. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's so this soundtrack is, uh, really kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm talking about the Boogie Nights soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so I have to say totally candidly, I've only seen bits and pieces of this movie. I've only like delved in it once or twice. Um, but my dad used to play this soundtrack as a kid. Oh, and over and over again, I would I would just go through it. It's such a great track list for that time. Um and it's it's got some like it like they have the emotions best of my loves on there uh they have the commodores on there you have night ranger it like sister christians on there like you have so many good uh songs living thing that's a, that's where i fell in love with that song by ELO if you've ever heard it uh god only knows by the beach boys uh, it, you you had the version where Mark Wahlberg has uh is singing "You've Got the Touch," uh, <laughs> uh, so good. This that soundtrack as a kid 
would be something my dad would put on and like dance with my brothers when they were like babies and like get them into it and stuff like that. So I just have those memories related to it. Yeah. And it, you know, I, for me, it was really hard to like justify putting it on there because I was like, eh, I never seen this movie. Don't know the entire atmosphere. But then I was really thinking about it. I was like, I don't think that really matters when it comes to this one specifically, because I just have very specific things associated with it that only I will understand. Uh, but for that reason, it made my number eight. That was a great choice. I think I have it on DVD somewhere. I'll have but, to watch the full movie one day. Yeah, but even still, like these, and these are really top end, like like songs. I'm looking through the uh, soundtrack right now, and it's quite extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of songs, but all I mean, all of songs, a lot of music on there, a lot of top end ones. Uh, I love Mark Wahlberg too. I don't, I can't remember that movie though. Maybe we'll have to do a movie night at the studio and watch Boogie Nights. I would definitely be down for something like that. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, oh, man. What's your number eight? All right. My number eight, I am going to go with the move, uh, this other cult classic here. Uh, it's the, called The uh, the Warriors. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Uh, there's some people I talk to that have never seen it. I... Did not see the movie first. I I played the video game. the The rock star, um, uh, rock star made it. Uh, the Warriors video game, and I was like, "This is so cool!" And it had the whole seventies culture, right? It was New York City seventies. Uh, the look, the style, the of these characters, these gang members, and then you had the music, mm-hmm. and the music would had everything. It was rock. It was disco. It was funk, salsa, R and B, a little bit of everything. And, um, and the, oh man, the, the the soundtrack was just perfect to it. It it was a perfect like time capsule for this era, you know, era. Yeah. The, the theme from the warriors that they made, it was really, you know, they played in the intro. There's some other great songs like nowhere to run. Um, you know, love is a fire. There's um, just straight up, just uh, Barry Devorzan did a lot of the just the instrumental stuff, and there's mm-hmm. the Baseball Furies Chase song was like top of the list. And then there's uh, in the city from Joe Walsh, who was uh, a member of the Eagles, right? Big, uh, big time, big time uh, guitarist, singer, and songwriter, and he did a song for it uh, called "In the City," and it's. Uh, Oh, it's just got a it's just got a good vibe to it. It's so good. The soundtrack encapsulates the the time period. And that, that's a big thing for me too with some of these older films, is that I like the soundtrack feeling like the movie era. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like there's there's sometimes now like these newer movies, they go they go back too far into the music. And it's like, man, looking back, it, it doesn't fit. Like maybe 30 years down the road, I look back and it just doesn't fit. Um, where a lot of these older these older music uh, or older movies they they really captured the the era that they were in as far as music goes. So yeah, Goodfellas nearly made my list, and Goodfellas is really really good with that soundtrack for that reason. Oh yeah, um, I I think arrow wise, like it just captures it so well. And going back to an early earlier comment you had. I think that's how a lot of people from our generation were introduced to the Warriors, right? Yeah. Like that was, it it brought it to light and it brought some life back in it. And I think a lot of people um, 
you know, consider it such a good cult classic because of that Rockstar game. So that yeah. was great marketing on their part. Oh, dude, I had my on my PSP. I was playing it on the school bus every morning in tenth and eleventh grade. Uh, my little PlayStation Portable, and I just play the same levels over and over and over again because mm-hmm. it was just so like cool. And it just it made seeing the movie that much better. I'm actually glad I played the video game first before I before I seen the movie. It gave these characters depth. It gave them backstory. And then you go, you know, you get to play the game and you feel like you're you go to watch the movie and you feel like, the, you know, these characters, you know, better than a lot of other people do. So and can listen, you dig it? And you can, can you, you dig, it? dig it? I went to Coney Island uh, a couple years ago. Me and the fam went to uh, New York City and Coney Island was a big destination part because of the Warriors movie. They they were selling vests, postcards. They they really they they adored what the Warriors meant to them. So, mm. yeah, so yeah, so good. Um, okay, so my number seven is my first like cinematic score is the only way I can describe it. And um, I, I have to so shout out to my cousin Tyler because I know how much he loves the movie Interstellar, <laughs> and it missed this list by like this much there is just like it's a tough list to make it's a tough list to make and it missed it by this much specifically because i don't like matthew mcconaughey that much <laughs> but like I, that's that's a different topic all entirely um but one score that i had to put on here was the score for gladiator um oh yeah i talked about this movie when we did our first uh podcast together with um with the one battle um i think it was the battle of carthage that that i put on um our movie fights list yes um but that movie is good for so many reasons but the ambiance that the movie provides uh, that the music provides like the score um is just one of the most fantastic things i'm trying to hold on because I want to say I know who did it, but I want to confirm before I. I got it in front of me, but I'll I'll leave the magic for you. It's a, he's very well known. Yeah, I hold on. Do you want me to spoil it? I no, don't it. don't yet. Right. Don't yet. Don't yet. <laughs> don't do it. Hans Zimmer, of course, yes. it was Hans Zimmer. That's why I said the Interstellar thing. Duh. Yes, it's been a long. <laughs> um, I get it. So it. So he he did both. Um interstellar and then he did uh the dark knight trilogy which is one of my favorite um movie trilogies of all time but gladiator was the first one that i was like who is this that's doing the score because it's making this it's an epic soundtrack to that movie that story is so good and the underscoring is like the perfect turning of the pages between everything it does exactly what it needs to do even like um when he dies in the end spoiler alert um when he's in elysium and he's seeing his family and almost like that vocal underscoring that they're doing uh i used to work in a restaurant where they would play it um at certain points uh they always had music playing on the speakers but you could only hear it when the restaurant got quiet <laughs> so sometimes the restaurant would get quiet enough like at night where all of a sudden i'd hear it playing over everything mm. and it gives me chills every time i hear it um especially because of how beautifully that movie ends like that's just it's 
it's a masterpiece beginning to end. And Hans Zimmer has so much to do with that fact. The, the epic battles at the beginning have a different feel than when he's, you know, racing home to his family to when he's being transported as a slave to um to get to Rome and eventually all the gladiator fights and um everything has such a unique feel to it. And it's because Hans Zimmer did that score so freaking beautiful. Yeah, he's done a lot of really big time films like good on him. You know, like mm-hmm. good on him. And that's that's I mean, that's a good one. I don't even remember Gladiator very vividly, the movie, but the music does pop for me quite a bit. I I, I can hear a piece of the, the music and be like, oh, that's Gladiator. I can definitely yeah. tell that worth worth a rewatch at some point if you get the time. Yeah. Uh, one of these days. One of these days. We'll see. Oh, we'll good. see. I definitely want to watch it again, though. Um, cause I remember just my family just being all up and like. My dad and my uncles all used to go to the movies together when we were little, and then that they go see like Armageddon or or Gladiator, these big time adult movies, Blair Witch, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. They go see those together, and they always talk about. It. It's like I want to know, I want to see, but I was always too young. I was always too young. Mm-hmm. So very good for your number seven, my man. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, <laughs> I I'm gonna put. Uh, I didn't really think I was gonna. Get no, I'm actually it's so it hard. It's so freaking hard. I was really surprised when I was like, Is this really in my top 10? I'm like, I guess it is. I guess it is. Uh, I'm gonna go with the soundtrack from the very first Shrek movie. Hell yes. Oh my god, <laughs> I should have put that on my list. I had this CD, I don't know why. I think my brother had it because uh, he was uh, no, it came out early. I might have gotten it for my birthday that year. It came out May 15th, 01. My brother was not even two when it came out. I think I asked for it for my birthday because it was so much, so many like good songs on it. And it, the original music is fine. Like the, the original soundtrack is fine. You know, they, they very fan, you know, the fantasy whimsical, you know, that whole dragons and stuff. It, it, it did a good job on it, but I was really, really, really impressed um, by the amount of big time songs that they, you know, the artists songs that they got to to use for this thing, um, you know, I'm a believer by Smash Mouth, like that, like Smash Mouth was awesome in the late '90s, right? They had a little brief run. I think they made a comeback a couple of years later, but Smash Mouth was awesome, and I'm a believer was, uh, you know, a really big, uh, really big song for them to do. Um, let's see, Bad Reputation. When he's yep. Rex wrestling all the nights, um, all star, of course, by Smash Mouth. It was like the Smash Mouth just just coming at, coming back party. Hallelujah was on that. I love the Hallelujah song. Um, Pretenders were on that too. There were there were a ton of things. I listened to that soundtrack as a kid too, like religiously. Yeah, best years of our lives. Like, and it just helped. Like, it, this is the first movie where I remember the the. I, probably the first movie where the the songs acquired to make the film work were like felt bigger than the actual original soundtrack. I would probably dare so say that. Where you know, again, I'm not going to spoil any of my 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 picks for later, but a lot of films later on would you know I feel like take from this, and I'm sure there was there was movies prior to uh, Shrek that went this route, but um, just 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 
compiling a bunch of really good music to help to help just make your movie stand out. I remember watching the movie the second time. We actually went to the movies to see Shrek twice. And the second time I was singing, we were singing along to it. Me and my sister were actually singing along to it in the theater. My mom's like, just stop. We're no, just don't sing. And I was just so, I was like, this movie is great. Shrek was my favorite. Shrek was my favorite. Then they just beat it like, a, you know, they just abused oh, they, it to death. Like yeah. they do everything else. Yeah. If they would have stopped after two, I would have been happy. But uh, three was all right. But then they, I think they did Shrek the fourth. And I'm like, all right, y'all. I only saw one two and three i didn't see anything past none of those movies past that even exist for me like i i refuse to believe it such a classic though it's it's so damn good it's so 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 good i oh man i wish i would have remembered that (laughs) because that probably would have found a spot on there i was gonna say i fully expected us to share that one i really did yeah I don't know why that escaped me for a second because I literally can name every it's on my Spotify like playlist. It's saved on like in the songs Uh, the day. I think it was the day before my wedding. Me and Julie were on our way to like pick up. It must have been like the cupcakes or something for it. (laughs) And best years of our lives came on. And I looked over at her. I was like, I was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars right now if you could name who this artist is. And she was like, I was just gonna ask you, like, who the hell it is. And I was like, they had a song in the late '90s that took over the world for like a year that they won a Grammy for. And she was like, she couldn't remember it. And then I said Bahamas. She's like, oh my god, like nobody. That's such an obscure thing when you just mentioned them. It's like having a war flashback of some sort. Oh, my. Yeah, because Bahamut really, I mean, yeah, they had some great songs, but Who Let the Dogs Out was like they're like they're viewed at almost like a one hit wonder because of Who Let the Dogs Out, because that was the song. Um, it was in every dog related movie preview commercial ever. <laughs> Yeah, it still gets played every now and then. But man, what a classic. Oh, so good. Um, Okay, well, I have. So this is uh, this is my comedy one for this list, Uh, because, you know, Shrek's considered more of a comedy, even though it's an animated feature. But um, mine is uh, my probably my favorite rom-com of all time, I'd have to say. Um, I'm talking about the Wedding Singer soundtrack. Ah, yes. Um, 80s master list, right? This is a master class of 80s artists that are on this soundtrack. Uh, you got too shy to open it up. Um, it's all I can do by the cars. Uh, you have flock of seagulls on their B-52s, flying lizards. Uh, you spin me round, which they open the movie with. Um, love stinks, which is that's such an amazing part in that movie in particular the way they layer everything into the wedding singer um with him doing all the covers throughout is so brilliant i always thought um grow old with you's at the end which that's one of the cutest ways to end a freaking movie ever oh yeah um, and uh it's it's so damn good the only thing that's really missing from it is billy idol right like, where was he? Because he makes a cameo within the movie. Where is his song on the soundtrack? Well, I just looked up on the soundtrack and it said there was one. It was in there. It says it is. Is White it? We- it says White Wedding was in there. So, okay. Well, good. 
Yeah, hopefully, say, a but bunch yeah, of I mean, but, versions. The version I'm looking at right now, they only had those uh, ones listed. Okay, I'm on. Yeah, IMDb. I, I'm on it. Yeah, it was. Oh, so good. I was about to. I was about to raise hell over Billy Idol. You better give my boy the respect he deserves. One uh, of the best rockers there of all time. Few things more '80s than Billy Idol. Not oh, many, yeah. but there are few things. Few things. Um. But the Wedding Singer soundtrack is so well put together for what it's supposed to be for that movie. And I really do think the music aspect of that movie is what makes it what it is. So that made my number six for that reason. I have not seen that movie in a very, very, probably eh, 15 years or so. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. But that was peak. I mean, that was peak Sandler, right? I mean, well, you can kind of say he's having a bit of a revival right now, but in late nineties, that was like primo Adam Sandler, like you know, just yeah, all absolutely. the good, all the good stuff, and and Waterboy, um, Billy Madison, uh, oh god, so many. Wedding Daddy. singer, you did. Yeah. Um, it, Big Mr. Daddy. Deeds is Big one Daddy. of my favorites. After Big, that, too. I love Mr. Deeds. Mm-hmm. Love Mr. Deeds. I got that randomly one year for Easter. I was like, "What is this?" But it was, it was so, it was. I'm like, why did I get this? But it was so funny. Even like my fam will sit down and watch uh, that newer movie he did, Blended, with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. That's that's a really like he's still making good movies all the time. He's doing a more he's going more serious right now, which I like. I think you've seen the it was it Hustle, the basketball one, the NBA one. He did Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a little bit of everything. I know he had Hubie Halloween uh, on Netflix, which I absolutely adored. Um, there was a he's he's put out he's he's a nice little revival for uh for Mr. Sandler there. Yeah, he was deserves at, it. At one time one of my favorite actors. He was just so good. So good. Um all right, excellent choice for your number 6. Thank you. My number 6, I'm going to go um to a movie I know you're familiar with. I'm going to go back to 1995 and Mortal Kombat. Yes. Uh yeah, like come on. Great, you know, it's a it's a it's a martial arts style movie with some powers, well known characters. It's one of my favorite video game movie adaptations ever. Uh, not because of personal reasons, but because I think they did a really good job of of actually, uh, you know, f- you know, bring it in from the from the source material, which a lot of video game films do not do well. Uh, but this film. Regardless, you have the world famous Techno Syndrome, uh, the Mortal Kombat theme by the Immortals, which has been played, um, you know, so many times. I used to listen to it at Rainbow Roller Rink back in the day, <laughs> uh, which is a real throwback. There, a lot of a lot of really, um, you know, a lot of really cool, good songs, R- good original music that I think stands out on its own. Um, had a bunch of random artists. I don't know where they found some of these these people gravity kills kmfdm psych psychosonic like tracy lords like orbital who are you people <laughs> uh i really don't know most of the people on it but the, the music was was it, it, it fit the movie well i had another favorite song on here too um oh what was it called it was the reptile fight theme mm. i forgot what the name of it was what they gave the uh 
just hit it up on YouTube. But, um, but yeah, you know, just a lot of cool instrumental stuff. I used to love watching those the the credit scenes for the the movies because uh, the music would play, and you just I just you know I was like six seven years old. It was like the only adult rated movie I could watch because my great uncle did all the fighting choreography for it, and I'm just doing karate in the in the basement just listening to this music because it was such a cool soundtrack. Such a cool Gosh, soundtrack. So. It's so good. It, it that's. <laughs> That's like, I I have I think two superhero ones coming up, but that's the closest thing you can get as far as that uh, within that era, and it's a really really great score for it. That's that's one of the high points of that movie for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's I still watch it religiously. It's great flick, great flick, and the music is I, I still listen to it. it. Gets me through work, so. Yeah, I I'll always look at it differently now that I know your connection to it too. It's so freaking cool. Oh man. All right, top 5, top 5. Yeah, man. Oh, this is getting so tough. All right. So here I have to um this one I actually listened to to a little bit earlier just to make sure I still like it as much as I used to. Um I'm a huge fan of hip hop. And so there are two hip hop inspired ones on here. This is the first. Um, the Eight Mile soundtrack will always be really special mm-hmm. to me. Um, I'm a huge Eminem fan. I've seen him live twice. I literally have a backward E in one of my tattoos for him. Um, and he's he's accomplished so much within his career. Um, you know, between music, between what he's done media wise, what he's done charity wise, he's really good for the city of Detroit. I don't know if you've been seeing it, but he's actually had it. You'll appreciate this. He's had hype up videos um, playing in Detroit for when the Lions come out. Yeah, at, they at did. Um, Stadium. What was he? Uh, he, he was he was he just did, in, uh, um, he was on the the. the Hard Knocks. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah, uh, which I thought was really, really cool to see that because, you know, it, it's been hard, you know, being a Lions fan, but to see Eminem kind of rally around you, that's a uh, that's really cool. Yeah, they even had they they quoted it well, too, because um, one of the guys on the field said in the preview, I watched, he was like, that's one of the few dudes on the planet that I'm like that. I still will always be like, oh, shit, that's like. That's that dude there. He's like, there are a lot of people that I could just be like, oh, cool. But he's like one of the people that I'll always be like nervous to approach. And like, he definitely has that feel. But when you look at um, this lineup for the soundtrack, uh, he knew exactly what he was doing, bringing together the people he did for it, because he did such a good job of highlighting his own label and then the legends within the industry. The movie Eight Mile as a whole is it's just all right. It really just is. It's a it's a week in a local rapper's life. It um, Eminem does way better acting than you would think he would do. Um, and I think that's part of what surprised people. But he's you know, he's kind of playing his own life in a way. Yeah. Um. But this soundtrack he put together, you have Lose Yourself opening it, which, you know, that won him a Grammy. He's one of the few people in music to win or not a Grammy. Oh, my God. An Oscar. I was I was going to say won him an Academy Award. So he's one of the few people that's won a Grammy, uh, an Oscar. And most recently, he won an Emmy for um, the halftime show when they did it. 
Uh, so he's one of the few people to win the three. He would have to get a Tony to get the big four, and I don't think that's happening anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, but you have Lose Yourself, and then he does um, a song with Obi Trice and 50 Cent uh, after that, which are two guys that were definitely like loyal to his label. Um, we talk about have- Lose Yourself for a minute, man. That song is it's legendary so because partially because of that movie but dude that's been like a uh it's like a big time like pump up song we used to listen to it for wrestling uh back in the day back in high school listen to it get us fired up mm-hmm. um because it's become that iconic that was yeah. like that changed everything like everybody i think everybody appreciated eminem's music but lose yourself really i feel like like immortalized them yeah it's there's a weird Lose Yourself is weird in a lot of ways because as an Eminem fan, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the one everybody like everybody knows Lose Yourself or whatever. And then as a fan, you see him do it like in old concerts and you see him do it live. And it's a different feel when he does it live because he always closes with Lose Yourself. And the way he the way he brings it in is always really cool. Um, But then when he. When I realized, when I really realized the impact it had was when he did it at the halftime show this past year. Yeah. Because he comes out and like, I going into it, I was like, of course he's going to do Lose Yourself. But everybody was going nuts when he came out and did it. Like, and it's like, that song will forever be legendary. It's just associated with hyping you up and being in the moment of the game. And like, you know, every major athlete has that on their playlist. It's, it's a staple of that. It's a staple of a workout playlist. If you're going to do that, Um, it's, it's legendary for so many reasons like that. Uh, But then like, when you go through the rest of the lineup of what he has here is D12. Then he does Jay-Z and Freeway on one of the songs. Uh, exhibit Macy Gray, who it was a big uh, name in R&B at the time. You have Nas, uh, Rakim, uh, Young Z, who was just coming up on his label. Uh, Gangstar, who's Guru and DJ Premier. Like, these are hip-hop staples that he reached out to and was like, hey, can you do this for me real quick? Would you mind, like... And it was not only such a great tribute to him, but such a great uh, tribute to hip hop in general and just showing like the roots of it and really defining that well. So um, as a fan that had to make my list, but um, it's number five because of like the status it carries. Ah, dude, that's a great choice. Yeah, I remember uh, it took me a little while to get around to seeing Eight Mile, but I think they showed it on like MTV or something like that, like one of those channels back in the day and. And yeah, we watched it. it was like a Saturday night VH1, something like that. And uh, yeah, watched it, commercials and all. And I was like, ah, oh, it's not bad, not bad. I think the song is more iconic than the movie. Yes, Lose Yourself is definitely more iconic than the movie. But that is a great choice, my man. I would yeah, not see that one coming. So, but now, but now you have, you know, it's legendary now because you have Anthony Mackie, who was. Uh, you who started in that as Papa Doc, the guy Eminem was rap battling, yeah, like throughout, and now you see him as like uh, Falcon, and you're like, <laughs> Isn't it weird to see yeah. Anthony Mackie now? Yeah. yeah, it's great compared to that. So young, he still looks him, young man. too, which is crazy. He's the man, he's so cool. Um, all right, so my number five, I'm gonna go with uh. The first of two superhero movies. I hope we're not 
know, if we don't have the same ones. Uh, I'm going to go the Thor Ragnarok soundtrack. Nice. On there, I still like hold Thor Ragnarok in high regard. It's it's one of my favorite uh, like single hero, like solo hero movies. Uh, just it was just so epic. It did a lot, but um, yeah, the, the the soundtrack for it, the Ragnarok suite suite was pretty cool. Um, you know, they played throughout the, with the credits. Uh, I really loved uh, "In the Face of Evil" by Magic Sword, which they played mm-hmm. for all the trailers. Such a like just a real powerful, like just chill, but exciting sign. If that makes any sense. Oh um, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of really, really good original tracks on here, including the, uh, uh I love the little, the, the little grandmaster jam session song. I don't know why it was just, it's so goofy, but it's him. And then, uh, of course, Immigrant Song, which is on like it's on so many different movies. But I love the way that they utilized it when he's when he's, you know, he's having this flashback or this like vision. He's talking to his dad, Odin and uh, Thor, God of Hammers, no Thor, God of Thunder. And he just charges up, he blasts Hela with a lightning blast and he goes down and fights all the 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 undead uh as guardians and it was just just playing that watching him loki korg all, all the everybody um mm-hmm. fight to that and it was it was a really cool scene i still remember seeing it uh when it came out i think we went opening night i had a brave my wife sitting right here i had a brave a uh a christmas parade to go and pick her up by kmart so we can go hide behind Kmart. The traffic was horrible, and we 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 made it there just in time. So, um, so yeah, Thor, Thor Ragnarok it was a great one. It blew me away. Consider, I mean, we were going to see it regardless, but comparatively to you know Thor one and two, the the music was just a lot more vibrant and exciting. So, um, so yeah, Thor Ragnarok number five. Yeah. So. Um, First of all, that's a fantastic choice. I think that the score for that movie is one of the better ones in the Marvel Universe. For sure it is. Um, so my number four was composed by a man uh, named Michael Giacchino. Have you ever heard this name before? I have. Okay. So let me put you through some of his work real quick. He won an Oscar for Up when he composed Up. He won an Emmy for Lost. He won three Grammys for his work on Ratatouille. Um, And then it just goes on and on for all the work he did. He worked on Medal of Honor. He worked on Call of Duty. And something that I did not realize. He did Coco. Yeah, he did Coco. And he did my number four this past year, The Batman. There it is. I love so it. So this is what inspired this list for me. Um, I was listening to the score of this movie and Hans Zimmer's take on the Batman score was awesome. It was big. It was epic. It was exactly what it should have been for that Batman. This was how I would have composed a Batman movie. Yeah, I think it's... I think the piano elements that they use throughout are so beautiful. Um, I think that the strings that that they use within it, just the instruments as a whole, like all the choices that they make instrumentally are so good. 
but then uh, I, I watched this uh, last week again. Surprise! I know you're shocked that I watched <laughs> the Batman again. It's so good, though. I watched. Um, hey, I watched it a couple weekends ago. Good but stuff. It, but it opens with Ave Maria is used through the whole thing, which, as you know, a Catholic, I heard growing up in church all the time, and like it's always had that creepy feel. But they used it so well, and then. Even like from the beginning when the Riddler's in the apartment and you're hearing those strings and that low drum effect to it. And he's just like, you feel that tension. Like it makes you feel that tension of, oh, he's standing there waiting. He's just waiting for that moment. And then finally those strings come in very, it almost reminds me of the movie Psycho in a way, like with how they do the violins with the killings. It, when he strikes, they do almost the same thing. And then the the build with the bat signal turning on, the, um, the, the crime throughout the streets, the bells they're using as they're showing the red light of him putting the makeup on for under his eyes and everything like that. It's so well done. The first moment when he walks out, when it's just that low underscoring, and then he comes out from the shadows, and there's that build. Um, the underscoring of the chase with the penguin, which I've talked uh, about a million that's my, times. Favorite, that's my favorite one. It's so good. Um, the funeral sequence when he's going, and the the combination of the piano and the strings that they're using. Um, the bat in the rafters, part one and part two, which is um when the streets are flooding and there's that big instrumental buildup of the water filling the streets. And then part two is the transition where he blows the roof off and uh, up and jumps through and he's taking out the, those guys. And it, it like every time that piano thing theme that they use for him, they use it so brilliantly in slightly different ways throughout it. They do and when it, and when it gets to that point, it feels enormous. Like it feel like the stakes feel so high when it finally gets to that. And can I just say too, for a moment, that scene is so highly underrated as a moment within that movie. He blows up the whole roof, jumps through and then immediately grapples two guys and throws his own body weight off the platform. Like that's not talked about is like he is fully just throwing caution to the wind to get all of these guys. The sequences are so beautiful. Um, but even like the other day I had it on and I was doing something and Catwoman's theme came on just the piano version of it. Yeah. And my uh, my cat, Alora, who does not leave my side ever and who is just kind of a crackhead in a way because she's just <laughs> always like doing something different. Catwoman's theme came on and she weirdly stopped and like started listening to my phone. Interesting. Isn't that bizarre? Like it was almost like she recognized like this is for me. Like this is my theme. Like these are my people's. Um, it's it, it's so well done. I can't say enough good things about that movie and the way they redid Batman. But that that score in particular was exactly what they needed for that movie. And um, I, I think 
this is another one that may move up later. It, it really might, depending on how this movie ages for me, which it's aging so well already. Um, but I, I just thought this uh, soundtrack was so beautiful. The score was so beautiful throughout it. And I've genuinely listened to it over and over again since I saw the movie. Um, so it's my number four. It has to be my number four for that reason. No, it's, I mean, that's a great choice. I, I think that one of the first things you and I talked about when the Batman came out was the soundtrack. You know, obviously you, you were very excited. I think you had seen it like four times in the first week or something like that. You were that obsessed. Give or take. Give or give take. Or take. I know you at least went twice in the first. I week. went. So I saw the preview three days before it came out. So I saw it before everybody else did. Right. Um, and then I went the first Saturday totally by myself. And then Cheeseman went with his dad that Sunday. And I had told him, hey, if you go, just shoot me, me a know. text. If I can't go, I can't go. But just shoot me a text if you do. He texted me. He's like the Batman an hour. I was like, yep, not doing anything for the next five hours. Let's go. So three uh, times the first week. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Bless your heart. And I know if you watch, you, you probably watched it. You got to be at what? Over 10 by now, at least over. It's definitely over 10. I, I had to take a break for a little bit to get like just to just to step away and just be able to appreciate it again. So it wasn't run down for me. But this past time when I watched it, I watched the first half one night and then the second half I finished the next day. And it's like it's the perfect way to break it up because that movie's so good that you could just pause it, leave out it apart and you can remember exactly where you are. For sure. For sure. Great choice for your number four. Thank you, sir. Very good choice. Um, all right. This is my last Disney movie. First, I think it's my first one too. Technically, Disney's always been really good about soundtracks, and I feel like some of their movies are literally made to just sell CDs. Yes, uh, I feel like a lot of that. I feel like Frozen Two was just like, now nah, we're just gonna try and sell a CD. The story was kind of weird. I don't know, but um, but that's not what I'm talking about today. This one is the Lion King soundtrack. Yeah, from was it 1994? Yes, 1994. Uh, I actually had a Lion King themed birthday party for my fourth. It would have been my fourth birthday. And we got the CD to kind of just play around in the background. Like as the party went on, we just hit, you know, repeat, play the CD. I remember my parents, big old bulky, just stereo system. We played in the background. They had a Lion King cake. I was had a Lion King tank and just i was all adorned in it just obsessed with that but uh even looking back at it today like the music is really 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 well done first of all you got elton john who is a, is a frequent favorite of mine as far as his discography goes uh and he has multiple hits on here multiple hits of course can you feel the love of tonight circle of life um you know it did a really, really good job with that. Of course, you get the world famous Hukuna Matata song, uh, which is which is really great. Um, to, was it to die? The, the one that Scar does. That there's there's so much good music. That's a be prepared. That's, very, that's what it was. Thank you. Yeah, that's a very underrated song throughout that series that nobody talks about. Like everybody talks about Hakuna Matata and everything else. Nobody talks about Be Prepared. I love Be Prepared. Fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, to get all the the hyenas in with it. So, um, 
Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. I didn't. Re- I forgot that Cheech was in it. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's wild. Hey, man, let's go, Scar. <laughs> I wish I, I was exaggerating that. that that's how he sounds, but that's one hundred percent. It's like, legit. Like that's actually a very good impersonation. It's of the it. only he sounded like that until Carlos Mencia like stole that for a little bit. Like he did everything else. But... <laughs> yeah, Carlos Mencia is a bum. Yeah, um, yeah Lion King. Yeah. It, it, like Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. Um, the soundtrack is relatively good, but I don't think it touches the Lion King. I really, I really don't. Oh. They they did a pretty good job redoing them for the for the live action, the quote unquote live action movie that was all three D CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting. It was interesting, but they did a pretty good job bringing some of those songs back to life. So I know I mm-hmm. appreciated it. So Lion King at number four. Yeah, that's a great pick. And I I thought about it while going into this, too. Um, Another there is a Disney one that is coming up, though, that I had to include. Good man. Um, Good man. Yeah, man. Um, So my number three on my list uh, is I, I I'm trying to accurately describe what this album means to me, because I'm a huge fan of two people that happen to cross paths at the perfect time in history and be able to create such a nice parallel for each other. Um, there, when I was a freshman in college, I learned about this rapper named Kendrick Lamar, who was just coming up on the West coast. Um, he was working on possibly a deal with aftermath. He was signed to this group called top dog entertainment. Like nobody really knew who he was. Then he got signed to Dr. Dre, and all of a sudden he became a superstar in this world. Same time, uh, you know I'm a huge baseball fan. Of course. Um, I watched this movie uh, called 42 Mm. that happens to star a young man named Chadwick Boseman. These two people ended up just doing upward trajectories in both their careers, and where they met in the middle was doing a movie, working on a movie together called Black Panther. And the soundtrack to this movie is, first of all, the cinematic score, the way they use um, tribal sounds and tribal instruments the way they do is phenomenal. Uh, But the soundtrack that came from it is not only one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in movies, it's one of the best hip hop albums from that year and that era. It's just so fantastically done. Um, All the stars was a hit forever, um, which was that song Kendrick did with SZA. Yep. Um, the, Pray for me by the weekend was on every radio station. Like the, that song became so old, so quick because of what people did. Um, There's a song called, wish that has oh my god i'm gonna knock myself out for forgetting their names give me one second but they have they have really good west coast representation within it but then he uses his label mates so beautifully throughout uh throughout everything so like schoolboy q is on his label he uses him two chains is from that vince staples who's an amazing rapper from the west coast um uh, Sway Lee 
who is um, one half of Ray Shremmerd, who is a huge hip hop group. Khalid, a huge R&B artist from this day. The song King's Dead. I didn't even talk about that. It, <laughs> it, that song is one of the most like we talk about, like hi, really hyped up hip hop songs, like um, how Lose Yourself was. Yeah, this is that on crack. It's so good. If I was still wrestling, I would work out to that song in the ring all the time. All the time if I could. Um, what solidified this as one of my favorite soundtracks for me was um, the the night uh, Chadwick Boseman died was one of the worst nights of my life. Honestly, I've, I was I was legitimately heartbroken. I um, I have a hard time grasping certain celebrity deaths sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, what do you see in that? What do you see in this? But um, this one in particular was devastating for me because I had no idea that Chadwick was suffering the way yeah, he was. Nobody too. did. Nobody, nobody did. And it was, I think for all of us, it was such a terrible thing to realize. Like not only did he die, he was suffering and we had no idea we would like would have been there for, but he just wanted the peace. He just wanted the peace. I'm and he sure. was still going on. Like he pretended like nothing was bothering, even though people right. were like, were like, Oh, this doesn't look like he doesn't look right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, he was still doing like uh, red carpet events and, you know, people would bug him on the streets. Uh, what kind of forever? And they do the, they do it back to him. And he was just, you know, he just he just looked so tired. And everyone was jokingly saying, wow, you, you've really you're you're exhausting him. Cause he just you could see the smile was going away. He was just tired from all his battle. Yeah. But Crazy. um then the next morning, because I was um, running a lot at this time, which I really need to get back to, but my knees are <laughs> shit. Um, I was on a run and I put that soundtrack on and I just ran until the soundtrack was over. And all of a sudden it had a different power to it. Yeah. There was a whole different meaning behind the soundtrack, especially because when King's Dead came on, I doubled my pace and just kept it going that whole song because now that song means something different like the king is actually is actually gone now like it, it this whole thing just celebrates chadwick because he will be the first and only black panther um of his nature and his caliber that has ever come on that screen and that movie has such an impact on so many different communities it did. um it, it really did like just seeing all these, it, everybody says it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But seeing all these kids of color now who are who can immediately identify with certain superheroes is fantastic. We yeah. need more of that. Um, Representation but, is very, very important. And yeah, uh, Chadwick Boseman, like I just, you can just feel like hope within those communities that hey, we're 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 being heard. You know, we're tired of getting whitewashed out of movies and mm -hmm. uh, you know, amongst other things. And like this was. They're like legit their hero, um, which is really it was really cool to see. It was an yeah. interesting time to be to be around. Yeah. And it was that was a really sad day. But thank God we have that soundtrack for it, because that will preserve something for me forever. So that came in at my number three for that reason. As a great, great choice, my friend. Fantastic choice. Thank you for your number three. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they, they, they definitely put a lot of effort in the musical aspect of that. So. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm happy to see it on your top 10. All right. My number three 
I'm going. Oh, this is really tough. This is really tough. Okay, I'm gonna put uh, Star Wars Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. I'm gonna put that on my number three. Very difficult to do. Um, of course, composed by the great John Williams. All original music, of course, made by him. Um, episode three is is again. It's a it's a it's a top five favorite movie for me of all time. It's my favorite Star Wars movie by a long shot. Um, and the music was just so great. That has been the strength of Star Wars over the years is the iconic music. And episode three is uh, Revenge of the Sith soundtrack produced a ton of like iconic hits. Plus it retained a lot of older hits that John Williams composed for the previous movies, right? We still got uh, Duel of the Fates, which was the big episode one lightsaber battle theme. And of course, yeah, there was other um you know, like the Imperial March and other little little nods here and there to the original trilogy. But, uh, of course, he had the Battle of the Heroes theme, which was the you know, the music played between Anakin and Obi-Wan in that final battle. Yes. Um, Palpatine's teachings, of course, he had the, the intro, all right, the intro song, which is always really cool. But um, the, the one-shot follow that, that they did for Revenge of the Sith, following the two airships, Obi-Wan and Anakin, trying to find the... the, the uh, General Grievous's ship uh, to get the to get uh, Chancellor Palpatine free. That whole one shot, and they had the music for that on that soundtrack as well, of course. But um, a lot of very powerful, like emotional music. You listen to it, and it get, it really like it really jostles with your emotions. Um, you know, you listen to Anakin's betrayal, and it's the theme that they played when uh, you know him and the when order 66 is basically happening, it kind of makes you a little sad, right? Cause some of these characters that you've grown to love are getting wiped out uh, just in time for the new, for, you know, for the, uh, <laughs> for the, the, the trilogy to end. And of course there's like Anakin's dark deeds. And, you know, I've had my, I've, I've said my piece about why Anakin and Darth Vader are my favorite fictional characters of all time. Um, but you can kind of feel the range of emotions that Anakin's going through throughout this movie with this music. And and that's why I adore it so much. It's uh yeah, it's a, it's 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 really good listening to. Um I, yeah. I, I felt like a Star Wars one was gonna make an appearance and I figured it was gonna be episode three it was if it was gonna be any of them. But it's it's really even I re- I remember the score that they um selected for when the trailer came out. And yeah. immediately it was like I'm in. I'm ready for this new Star Wars. Let's go like it. It, it immediate John Williams was so, so, so good at bringing you right into that world. He he really did it, it. Every song felt special. And that's a very difficult thing to do when you're making 15 plus tracks for, you know, this is this would at this time, his sixth, you know, Star Wars film. Um, he had done he did Indiana Jones, if I'm not mistaken, too. Uh, so, but yeah, he did, uh, you know, this is, this is some, obviously some of his best work and yeah, really, really high quality stuff. But, you know, a lot of the fights didn't have iconic music and that's why I like, it's part of the reason why I like the prequel trilogy so much too, is that two of its, you know, two of the fights are some, are some of the best fights, uh, lightsaber battles filmed or just battles period ever, ever filmed. Um, have an iconic soundtrack behind it and it works. I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. So mm. yeah. Episode three at number three. 
It's so good. That's that's a great selection for your number. Thank three. you. Thank you. Um, my number two is one that I have more of an association from my childhood with than I do the actual movie. Um, but it's the soundtrack for the movie The Big Chill. Um, my mom used to play this religiously when I was growing up. She would always, always, always have it on. And the lineup to this album is, it, it's so good. Um, it's a lineup of just legends. And as a playlist, it works so well. So it starts off with, uh, I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye, works to My Girl by The Temptations, um, Good Lovin' by The Rascals, Tracks of My Tears by Smokey Robinson, Joy to the World by Three Dog Night, Ain't Too Proud to Beg by The Temptation, uh, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin, I Second That Emotion by The Miracles, A Whiter Shade of Pale, and then um, Tell Them by The Exciters. It's It's so, so well layered. I just think you could, even if you, it's one of those soundtracks where if you didn't know the movie, you could just sit and listen to that and just enjoy the album as is. And I think that's one of the reasons the movie was marketed so well is because they were able to market the soundtrack the way they did for it. Um, I can't believe I have never heard of this movie. Yeah. What a cast, right? I mean, this is young Jeff Goldblum, mm -hmm. you know, Glenn Close, William Hurt. Oh, man. I think I've, I think Kevin Cosner is the friend who died in it. I'm pretty sure it's like something like that. Um, it's it's a it's a great movie. But um, from like five years old on, I've just always associated this soundtrack with these really good memories of my mom listening to it and just being around her and seeing the enjoyment she would get out of that. Um, so that's why I made my number two spoiler alert. My number one has to do with my mother too, in a different way. Um, but I, I'll get to why that's so important, but yes, um, the big chill soundtrack made my number two. Excellent. 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 Um, yeah, I've really never heard of the big chill. So worth you know, checking out. I'm going to have to find this one. This looks enjoyable. It is. It's a really good movie. Plus it's from the eighties, the best decade ever. So yes, absolutely. All right. Excellent. My friend, my uh, number two is one that uh, I tie closely with high school with wrestling um, I went to this uh, wrestling club all the time. It's where I spent my off seasons called Power Catch Wrestling Club in Niagara Falls. And um, we used to listen to CDs while we'd wrestle, right? CDs while we work out. And it was this big, it was a, I think, I mean, obviously listening to music helps, you know, it, it gives you your, it helps with your performance levels. And I think it's always good to listen to when you're training because you just, it, it's, Good way to get stronger, right? Faster, yeah. stronger. Listen to music. Um, so when you go out there and there is no music, you're in really, really good shape. I am referring to for my number two, uh, the Rocky Four soundtrack. In my opinion, it is by far the best one. 
uh, from it because it did encompass the best song, you know, obviously the the Rockies, tra- you know, training montage song. Um, and of course, uh, Eye of the Tiger, which debuted in Rocky three. All right. Mm-hmm. Encompassed all that and had a bunch of original um, made music for it, like Burning Heart, Hearts on Fire, uh, War, which is really cool. Um, of course, he had the James Brown uh, appearance there, Living in America. Uh, no easy way out, which was a really cool like montage. Sweetest victory, one way street, just so much good music. Um, it's really nostalgic when I listen to it, and you know those Rocky movies are some of the best. Like kind of cheesy, very cheesy in some ways. Uh, as far as you know, being a little bit dramatic, but uh, Rocky Four is so iconic. It's so eighties. You know, East versus West, USA versus Russia, um, in the sporting competition. And that soundtrack is just is just top notch, right? It's it's it's, it's the best. It's perfect for working out. What better way to like train for any athletic event than by listening to the Rocky soundtrack? Doing it that Hearts on Fire will always be like. I don't think anybody will ever listen to that song without thinking about that training montage. Right, like him climbing up the mountain yelling, Drago! Drago. (laughs) Like, how cool was that? It was the best. (laughs) Family Guy parodied that the one time, like, in one of the early seasons, like, Brian was studying for an exam. He's like, there's only one person I know that could help me. And Stewie's, like, standing there, like, training him as they're, like, mimicking everything shot for shot. And then he screams it off the mountain. And then Stewie's like... No, the exams in six hours, and then they they're like, "Oh crap! All we've been doing is working out or whatever." And, <laughs> uh, but it just that just shows the volume that all of that music and all those moments had without it. I think I think that's a fantastic choice for you. Yeah, guys. I mean, listen, those training montages, all those Rocky movie training montages, some of the absolute best. Um, you know, just montages and, and movie, just so intense, like you. You're watching these big jacked up muscular dudes and like, oh, man, I want to go want to go curl some stuff or something. You know what I mean? It just that's inspiring. I don't know. Like Rocky three watching him in Apollo Creed run on the beach in those short shorts and tank tops. I was like, this is that is what's up. Um, You know, <laughs> I'm here for it. It is. I'm so, here for it. Yeah. For love, sure. love the Rocky movies. Rocky four. Uh, my number two soundtrack. Fantastic. Um, My number one is very special to me for a lot of reasons um so i'm taught i'm gonna just outright say it's the tarzan soundtrack uh oh uh, yeah the phil collins composed um really 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 um fantastic uh score to go with a really really amazing animated movie a lot of people like i don't know i feel like with rotten tomatoes and things like that people like think it's it's edgy or something to have like wild opinions on things but i noticed like some people are like oh tarzan is not that great i think it's one of the best animated movies from my childhood for sure um i uh i i think i went to go see this either in the drive-in or in the actual movies as a kid i can't remember um but then i got the soundtrack uh later that year I think I found it somewhere like a media play or something like that. My parents bought it for me and man, those songs are so freaking good. Um, 
anything Phil Collins really does within like movie soundtracks is really oh, he, good. like the, he, he killed it in this for the soundtrack. Um, Brother Bear too is a very underrated um, yes. soundtrack that yes. he did. Um, but Tarzan was just it, it hits so many different it it hits a soft spot in particular because um me and my mom have always associated you'll be in my heart with each other in fact when yeah. i did my dance with her at my wedding we did it to that don't kill um, yeah and we like leading up to it i was like oh my god like i can't do this with you i'm gonna like be a blubbering mess through this whole thing like <laughs> we held it together she made it fun everyone else cried like the the entire rest of the room cried and then I cried like two days later thinking about it suddenly. And she told me like the same kind of happened for her. Um, but it, it it's rooted deep within me, that soundtrack. I just love everything associated with that movie. Um, the nature, the, the soundscape they use for like the jungle and nature environments within it is really, really gorgeous. And on um, the instrumental choices are really great. Um, I just think that's probably the most well-rounded soundtrack of all time. And it's to an animated movie, which I think is very interesting. Um, and I don't know why that matters, but uh, just for something to be drawn that like you can't really have like physical associations with to have such a strong bond with. Um, I think that's just an amazing thing to be able to hold on to. So my number one is the Tarzan soundtrack composed by the great Phil. Collins. That is a beautiful soundtrack and a beautiful reason to pick it, my friend. Yeah. yeah, Tarzan was like it came out at the like the end of like the like Disney's height of uh you know cartoon dominance in the nineties, right? We had uh, you know again, Toy Story, which I know is Pixar, but it's technically Disney. Um you know hercules there's there's so many really big films in the 90s and it just kind of slowed down right there's a lot of forgotten classics that came out after like after tarzan mm-hmm. you know the, a lot of very forgotten classics like was it treasure planet uh the atlantis yes. movie mm-hmm. um was it road to el dorado is that a disney one too i want to say that one was elton john did the music for that one too didn't he I'm about to look it up right now. I'm pretty sure. He yes, did he did do the album. Too. He did do the album. Um, I don't think it's a Disney movie, though. But um, regardless, you know, yeah, yeah, DreamWorks, Disney, DW, um, <laughs> Disney World, all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, I really, really, really uh, enjoyed, you know, Tarzan for what it was. I remember we seen it at the old GCC theater by uh, the Summit Park Mall when it was still mm-hmm. open, and uh, yeah, good times, very good times. So good, great choice, my friend. Thank you. I'm excited to hear your number one. All right, so my number one, it is a superhero theme uh, soundtrack, and I've told the story a bunch. Uh, you know why this movie and the soundtrack are just so important to me. Uh, but hey, for first time listeners, let's roll through it again. So summer of 2014, it was exhausting. It. it was yeah, you damn right you know it. It's <laughs> this is a good one. Really tough, rough like summer. Um I didn't like my job. It wasn't paying very well. 
Um, didn't like my job, so I was trying to do something that would pay a lot more. I could be able for it. So I was splitting time between landscaping and I was trying to get in the electrician's union. Um, Dan's probably sick of this story by now, but never, um, never. <laughs> but it was tough because I was again, I was trying to get somewhere and I wasn't able to see my now wife a whole lot lately. It was just, it was a, it was a tough summer. Um, you know, sleeping for maybe three out, which is like normal for me now, but sleeping for three hours, jumping from one job to another. Uh, and it's just not a whole lot to smile about. And then, uh, we're like, Oh, we're going to go see guardians of the galaxy. Didn't know what it was going to really be about. Didn't know it was going to be as you know, what, what it was. And I was like, Oh, a space movie that's in the MCU. Let's go see it. I know a couple of the characters and I remember almost being late for it. Cause I slept past my alarm I was so pumped up. I went to McDonald's after my job and I just filled up and I, I took a nap and I woke up at like seven o'clock and everyone's like, Matt, where the fuck are you <laughs> calling my phone? You got to co- like, let's go. We got to go. And um, whatever. I got up and we all met my cousins, picked up uh, Amy and we all drove out to the theater and we got we had pretty good, decent seats. We weren't up close, but we were right in the middle. Um, and we watched it and the first scene just blew me away. Uh, red bone, come and get your love. And, you know, at first it starts off all serious and he does that. He's singing and dancing and kicking these little alien rat things around. And I'm just like, Oh, life is good. (laughs) It's been really rough, but life is good right now. And, uh, I was just happy. It was the first time I smiled and in some time that summer watching that movie and just, just laughing along to it. I ended up seeing the movie twice that weekend. And I think three times in theaters in total, I went with my parents, I think that Sunday. And then I went with uh, my brother-in-law, Ricky, he wanted to go out and see it. So we went and seen that, but um, I mean, yeah, these are classic songs that my parents grew up with and I'm a big vintage song kind of person. And there's a lot of classics. I actually went out and bought the CD. I could, I, I wanted to get the cassette and CD, uh, the tape player, but I could not afford a decent tape player at that time. Uh, who would have thought that making like 300 bucks every week is, you know, is poverty, but it basically right. was. Uh, yeah. So this it, is a great one. Uh, a lot of these songs I still listen to very, very frequently. And it's all because of my special memories associated with it. So, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, and plus the original music is pretty good too. It's so damn good. the The whole the score and the soundtrack as a whole is so well put together for Guardians. It is. Oh, it's perfect. I, I love two. They did a pretty good job with two soundtrack, but it, you can't beat the first one. I'm just yeah. excited to see what they pull off for Volume Three. I really am. Yeah, me too. It's uh, it's going to be well worth the wait. It really will be. I hope so, man. Five years in between movies is a long time, and that's my favorite group. Uh, favorite group of uh, Marvel characters, at least live action. Yes, They're a good time. So, but there it is. We have gotten through it. Our top ten favorite movie soundtracks. We didn't duplicate this time, which was no. Really and I'm glad. I love when we do that. Yeah, it was it was kind of shocking that we didn't. I expected us to have some of the same, but I think it just like we have really unique tastes for different reasons. And I think it shows through in all the lists we do. Yeah, no, it does. It really does. Um, so bravo on that choice next week. Not sure what we're going to come up with, but we have a ton of ideas, whether it's just me and Dan or me, Dan and a guest, me, Dan and two guests, whatever it is, we will have a 
extra fun topic for you guys to tune in and listen to. Of course, let us know what your lists are. Comment on, uh, not really po- on social media, so I haven't been posting the episodes via there, but uh, there is an email associated with uh, the page, so uh, make sure you reach out and you know chat with us. Yes. Uh, always love to hear your lists. Always really do appreciate the feedback. So, But that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of Dan and I, do you even list? <laughs>